down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 150, whatever, of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri, as always, and thank you for joining us for yet another index review. I will let you know that I'm recording on different audio equipment. My beautiful headset that has done me well these past nearly three years. She's almost, she almost made it to episode 156. That's three years of me doing this show, and she's just packed it in. The audio quality of the last couple of episodes was a little on the decline. I do apologize for that. I've got my old uh, Blue Yeti out from the dusty old cabinets. And she's going to do me for the next couple of weeks until uh, my new kit comes in, which should be an extremely good uh, quality recording uh, software, whatever hardware. I don't know. Whatever the words. The stuff. It's going to be good. Hang in there. Just fine. Sorry if stuff's been a bit all over the place. I am recording episodes here, there, and everywhere. And I'm not sure where I'm interluding this one in the pile. It could be 156, 158, 167. I have no freaking idea. I'm joined by the wonderful, youthful WTC champion one day probably because he's so young and if he keeps going it's just going to freaking happen for him Jaime Paris is back again how you doing mate I'm great man so you're saying I'm just going to outlive all the good players until they die and then eventually I'll be able to win something at the at the minimum <laughs> be like I like, and, it, I like it I like it you and Lennon with your walking frames and the whippersnappers and eventually it'll it'll fall into place That's if it right. hasn't if it hasn't by then you know I'm saying like if all else fails <laughs> <laughs> you just don't outlast style. them all. Uh, I like that Pambi. I like it. No, no, no. You guys, you, 100%. One day, mate, undeniably, you're going to get uh, one of those rings. We should give rings. WTC should give rings, right? Like Completely. You should. Or, or, or the, it should be a tradition that the uh, the team that wins, they all chip in and make it, and make ones for the team, Make one, have ones like cast for each other. But anyway, because um, how sick would it be rocking up? Like, I mean, let's not tell the Polish this because they'd look up out. With, with like looking like Mr. T and stuff, just like <laughs> chains everywhere. Uh, I, I would prefer for the WGC to make them because you are absolutely going to have teams who just make ridiculously big rings. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> make brass knuckles and stuff. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be wild. Anyway, blasphemously, um, Jaime was like, Adam, we got to do the Space Wars episode together. I'm like, mate. I will do it with you if you promise to come on to do the Dark Angels episode with me. Because it's the wolf and the lion, baby. This is how we roll. This is it. I would like to state on record that Dark Angels are heretics, and um, I was forced to be here. I would like to state on record that the Space Wolves are filthy mutants and uh, should be purged. <laughs> they are. And, they are. <laughs> and, um, we are and we're heretics. <laughs> Full, uh, see, when you get I, to the... I'm this man. When you get to the top level of each of each of these uh, dichotomies, and you've you've heard the memes a hundred thousand times, you just shrug and like, yeah, I love chaos, I love the emperor. What's it to you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here to review the Dark Angels Index from the top level. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Art of World Down Under. We are predominantly a review podcast to review all the great indexes right now of the burgeoning 10th edition of Warhammer 40k from a competitive level from the highest level and highest analytical standpoint that we can this is a two-part podcast in addition first part comes out for you guys monday mornings uh, sorry tuesday mornings apologies eastern standard time 5 a.m is usually when they land and there's a whole second half to the podcast over behind the paywall at patreon art of war down under check it out there where this episode will be Jaime and myself pontificating upon lists designed for the dark angel we will be designing a green wing list we will be designing a death wing list we will be designing a raven wing list various levels of competitiveness therein but you know come along for the journey hopefully you'll enjoy it nonetheless my man would you like to plug anything Ooh, what to plug in uh as always you can find us at tabletop life on youtube we do battle reports summaries um i haven't been as active but the guys are still there working hard at it so go check us out there and then follow us on the Team USA WC40K Facebook group. Uh, that's where you're getting all the updates. We're releasing all the player bios so you'll get to learn about us and who you are sending to Europe to represent you in August. Absolutely. Um, is uh, Thomas Bird still doing Warhammer Life? Yes, sir. Uh, man, is he is he going to be playing Votan for tenth, or is he jumping around back to the back to the ultras? <laughs> he's, he's right back on Ultramarines, man. Of course he's he is. Dying to play them. 
Of course. He was uh, he was high on the list of people to hit up to come to the Marines episode with me. Um, but I ended up getting David Gaylord just because he was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it right now. I'm like, sir, those are the magic words to Adam because I want to get these in wherever I can. Uh, all right. Dark Angels. If you've joined us before, you know what we're going to do. We're going to deep dive the rules section of the index as deep as we can, as thoroughly as we can. And then we're going to talk about the most relevant, the most powerful, I guess, data sheets, the things that we think are going to be relevant, things that you're going to see across from the table uh, of you, from you, or if you're getting started with the unforgiven things you might want to pick up. So Dark Angels is an interesting one to unpack because there's always a couple of different facets in which facet of the, the Dark Angels, which one of the wings is going to stand supreme. Right now is a good argument for Green Wing being the best because Desolation Marines are probably easily the best thing in the book. And then below that, Hellblasters are popping off, Stone Guard are popping off, etc. But there's a good case to be made for a couple of different things. All right, jumping straight in, though. First up, we have the, the Unforgiven uh, Task Force, which is the Detachment Rule. Of course, you still get Oath of Moment, but you get Grim Resolve instead of getting the, um, the Gladius um, Doctrines. Uh, what this means is that while an objective status unit from your army is battle-shocked, you don't have OC or objective control zero. You have objective control one instead. Mate, tell us what you think of this. So at the beginning, you think like, because you're substituting this for the Gladius task force, right? So it's like, do you, are you giving up advance and shoot, fall back and shoot and advance and charge? Like those are really strong buffs mm-hmm. for an army that only moves six inches in general, right? So it's hard to think, is this really worth it? And I would think their ability itself, no, it is strong, right? Because if you've played games in 10th edition, OC does actually matter. It, it does really come does. into play, especially with vehicles having multiple OC. You can't just go toe in with your old school OPSEC unit. So it does matter. There's ways to buff it. And once you have like OC four or five on models, it gets pretty strong in terms of holding your objectives, especially when combat is kind of irrelevant in this meta. So if someone charges you, they fail to kill you, and you have OC 12 with three models, and they've got 10 at OC 1, turns out you hold your objective, you score your primaries, you score your secondaries. Exactly right. I think it's underrated. Mm. I've played a couple of games with Dark Angels now. i played a couple of games with Dark Angels with both of this and the Gladius. And I'm not going to lie to you, just this, just Grim Resolve, this rule versus the Doctrines, there is no comparison. The Doctrines are hands down better, but there are some great combos and packages that we're about to unpack for you. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. You want to tell us about the first of the stratagems? Absolutely. Unforgiven Fury. It's a 1CP stratagem. It is used in the shooting phase or the fight phase, and it's your shooting phase or fight phase. And what you do is you target one Adeptus Astartes unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight this phase. Until the end of the phase, weapons equipped by the models in the unit have lethal hits ability. So that's the auto-wounding on sixes to hit or your critical hits. What's interesting is, in addition, if one or more Adeptus Astartes unit from your army are currently battle-shocked, until the end of the phase, each time a modern unit unit makes an attack, you get a crit on a five plus. So that means you have auto wounding five and sixes to yeah. hit mm-hmm. if one of your units is battle shocked. With Marines, it's a little tricky to get units battle shocked, but there are some things you can do. And a lot of armies have abilities to like make your opponents take battle shock tests at random times. So it is kind of cool. It is pretty cool. I've had this pop off for me once, and when it did, it was ridiculous because yeah. there's a there's a combo later when we get to it with Azriel, and it's phenomenal when you can make that happen. Um, I do think just, so. Just, when when you take away and um, going through all these stratagems, they all pretty much have a, a kicker to do with Battleshock, or a lot of them have a kicker to do with Battleshock. If you're Battleshocked or something else Battleshock, you'll get another level to these. Um, but I've been trying to look at these as just the first half, as in like just yeah. one CP to give something lethal hits. That's yeah. good enough, yeah, in a yeah. lot of ways. So I've been looking at that, and then the rest is just a cherry on top. If something th- happens to be battle shocked, so much the better. Um, jumping down to the next one is uh, intractable. This is a one CP strat as well. Um, it happens in your movement phase, just after an adeptus status unit from your army falls back. Um, the target is that adeptus status unit, and you still get to. Uh, shoot and declare a charge even though this unit fell back. So that is, in some ways, echoing what you just lost with not having tactical doctrine. So one CP, you get to fall back and do whatever you want, which is pretty good, right? I think so. Just uh, because combat is irrelevant, tagging does happen quite a bit. Just having that flexibility is nice, right? So one CP, if it happens, you use it. It's a utility thing. Um, I'm here for it. 
Yeah, and when when we especially when we go into the 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 relevant data sheets from this from this um index and then the ones from the space means index that combo well with this you will see especially with a lot of the green wing elements there are incentives for your opponent to try and shut you down especially when yep. they know you don't have tactical doctrine so this is just saying hey hold up mate might not have tactical doctrine for one cp i can still have pseudo exactly goodness. um the next one is armor contempt and it's the same armor contempt as everyone else is so we're going to skip it what's the one after that mate fire discipline so this is used in your shooting phase you select that as a starter's unit from your army until the end of the phase ranged weapons equipped by that model in the unit have assault, heavy, and ignore cover. So, I mean, pick a unit, it can advance and shoot. Pick a unit that hasn't moved, gets plus one to hit. Pick a unit that ignores cover. Like, it's whatever you need in a pinch, you got it. It's kind of, and these are the other two doctrines, right? Advance and shoot, that's your devastated doctrine. And the plus one to hit is just useful if you have a unit that hasn't moved. Correct. Exactly right. If you just happen to have not moved or someone has come in off a deep strike or you have someone who's towering, like you have a knight that's towering and seeing over a ruin, well, they've shot you. You don't need to move. Shoot them back. Uh, what I've really liked about this, though, is the Ignores cover. And I've been saying this from high heaven. I've played, I uh, think, seven or eight games by the time I'm recording this. And the amount of times I've shot at somebody and they haven't gotten cover is like less than 10. Yeah. In, covers you know, everywhere, man. You don't see a model, cover. Yeah. One of your models doesn't see, cover. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, this reads one CP and for an extra rend because ignores cover is just an extra rend because everyone has cover all the time. Assault yeah. and heavy is the is like the the juice, the kicker that makes this. You know, uh, I can use this situationally to get a, a bit of benefit. Exactly. Uh, next one after that is Grim Retribution. This is one CP. When in your opponent's shooting phase, just after an enemy unit has shot, the target is one Adeptus Status unit from your army that had one or more of its models destroyed as a result of the attacking unit's attacks. The effect is your unit can shoot as if it was your shooting phase, but must target the enemy unit that just attacked it and can only do so if the enemy unit is an eligible unit. This is one CP. So one CP, after somebody's hurt you, after a, well, a, have to at least have destroyed a model, you get to shoot them back for one CP. How do you feel about this? <laughs> Probably up there with one of the strongest strats I've seen so far. It 100% is one of the... It, this is the best strat of the package, in my opinion. Uh, just because, once again, mate, um, we always talk... You and I, we always talk about this. There's the strats you're going to use every game, and there's the strats you're going to tell your opponent you can use every game. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those. It's not the, uh, I'm going to wait until you kill a model and then kill him. It's like, you watch out, buddy. You kill one of these hell blasters, nine of his mates are going to light you up. And it can get really, really spicy. Uh, what can you see being the applications here, like logistically? So hell blasters is really funny, right? Because they can shoot on death, right? So someone shoots at you, they kill a couple models. They, they get to shoot on death on a three plus. Then you spend this strat, you shoot the rest of your unit, um, you overcharge. If they die, you get to shoot again. And when if once you're done, they shoot you again. And then whoever's alive gets to shoot again on death. So it's yep. one hell blaster suddenly gets three or four activations. Not the whole unit, but like three to four models get to shoot over and over again. Correct. That's obnoxious. This is like a one CP snowball effect. It can be. Because like so they they've shot and theoretically best best terms and conditions here, logistics is like they shot at you, one of your hell blasters died. On a three plus, that Hellblaster shoots on death, and then one CP, the other nine guys shoot on death. If that one yeah. guy shot on death on the three plus, essentially the whole unit has shot a, it's for one CP, shoot twice. And then after the whole unit is shot, if you overcharged, you roll a dice for each model, and <laughs> everyone that dies on a three plus get freaking. It's wild. And, um, while this one is caveated as having to shoot at the unit that shot you, when you die to hazardous and then shoot on death, you can shoot whatever you want. So, you can start working on the next thing that's fired that's lined up to shoot at the unit, and it gets really spicy from there. So what's the, what's really, really strong about this is that you're doing this in your opponent's shooting phase after they've moved. Mm -hmm. So if they've lined up charges, if they brought out a little unit to hold an objective, Correct. our blaster shooting on death can go take out the targets that they were banking on having alive at the end of the turn. Big, <laughs> big swings can happen. And while I do think this is absolutely incredible on Hellblasters, I mean, it, it's good on a lot of different stuff, guys. It's it, really applicable for Sternguard as well, I've found. Of course, Sternguard, it, it, it's it's so much better when you have um, Oath of Moment on the target. Like, Sternguard get to kill knights in their turn when they get Oath of Moment on and stuff like that. It's it's 
pretty amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm still trying to find more activations for this, more ways to use it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's one of the studies unit. Like, so I've actually seen this used on, um, let me, let me just triple check this. I have used this on uh, Black Knights as well because yeah. one of the studies unit from your army uh, doesn't say anything about caveats saying anything. I mean, if we still had units of, of land speeders, technically you could still use it on that as well. Yeah. So the interesting thing is what shooty units worth shooting are tanky enough to get shot by something relevant and survive. And what that comes to mind is a librarian giving a four-up invon to one of your shooting units. Correct. Well, Asriel, when we get down to it, gives a four-up invon to any unit he joins. So you can have a Libby in one unit, Asriel in the other, and then you have two premium sources of this. But hey, give it given away, we're giving away part two tech. So we are, we are shh. <laughs> uh, give us the last strat, mate. Last strat, unbreakable lines, also one CP. It's cool to notice that all the strats are one CP in oh, this in this yeah. section. That that's handy. So it's used when in your opponent's charge phase, just after an enemy unit ends a charge move, so after they successfully made the charge. One Adeptus Astartes unit from your army within engagement range of the enemy unit until the end of the turn. Each time an attack is allocated to the model in your unit, subtract one for the damage characteristic of the attack. Combat already sucked enough. Now your two damage and three damage attacks go down by one if you decide to tar- charge the Dark Angels. And i got to tell you, when, like... A Deathwing command squad is in cover on a middle objective behind a wall. There's not many other ways of getting rid of them, but walking over there and trying to push them off. And when they're minus one damage, when you get there, it sucks a lot. (laughs) It does. It really does. Um, Also like to point out the Deathwing Knights are innately minus one damage. And we'll get to, we'll unpack that data sheet a bit more when we get to it. Um, You can also use this on the freaking lion. <laughs> so it can be minus one to wound, minus one damage, three up invulnerable save, which is terrifying. And he first, so and first he, has, he slaps you, he, and then you have to try kill him. Exactly right. Um, the terms and conditions here aren't perfect. Ideally, you would be able to wait and see after your opponent's piled in to see how many units models sure. are attacking before you slap down your CP. The fact that you have to do it after you see their charge move. Um, with pylons being as they are now, you can usually extrapolate around about how many get into attack, so you can adequately figure it out. But it would be a little bit more perfect if you can do it after the pylon. But this is what it sure, is. But because you have to base and stuff, you don't get yeah. to do the shenanigans that you used to. So normally, you can kind of tell roughly how many attacks. Yeah, exactly right. You can pretty much just measure everything within three inches, and then everything within an inch of a model that's within three inches, and that's 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 pretty much it. Um, all right, so that is. What do you think of the stratagem suite? Because I actually quite like it. I actually think it's pretty well versed, pretty well rounded. You got some yeah. defense, you got some offense, you got some flavor, you got some jank. Yeah. So you have armor contempt, great defense. You have the two tactical ones for your shooting, falling back or giving yourself a little buff. The the unforgiving fury, cool. If you suddenly, I would only lethal hits on sixes. If you're using on like on devastators or something, that can be pretty cool. But I really do like the the last two ones where shooting on death and the minus one damage. Yeah, they're huge. Um, I've, finally enough, fire discipline has come up for me a lot more than I thought. The ignores cover, assault, Ooh. and heavy has actually come up heaps more than I thought. Um, but yeah, grim retribution is the is the money here as the psychological play and then as the punish. Uh, really yeah. good. Like like theoretically, mate, the same unit that using grim retribution on could have just fired Overwatch as well. So we can shoot like twice in your opponent's turn. Oh man, it's it's real spicy. I'm trying to think of how I can use it, like like get a flamer unit or something, get one of the new Infernus units, but they're so they got no rend and whatever. Oh, yeah, because then yeah, they shoot they shoot full capacity in Overwatch, and then one CP they shoot full capacity. Never mind, it's cute. It's not going to work. Anyway. <laughs> All right, give us the first of the enhancements. Shroud of Heroes, so Adeptus Astartes model only. The first time this bear is destroyed, roll 1d6, and at the end of the phase, on a 2+, set the bear back up on the battlefield. As close as possible to where it was destroyed, and not within engagement range, with three wounds remaining. If the bear was battle-shocked when it was destroyed, it is instead returned with its full wounds remaining. Yes. Because why not? Uh, I... So... One sec, how does... How does Battleshock work on a character that was detached from a unit that died that was Battleshocked? Yeah, so this is weird, right? Because right now, it's ob- this this is obviously worded. I mean, because how do you Battleshock a single a single model, right? A single infantry model, unless you've got like Dante's mask or you're a you're yeah. a, you're a you're a renegade knight or whatever. It's just it's not going to come up ever. 
unless yeah. it, they, they get it from the unit, right? So does the character have to die immediately with the unit? That's correct, right? Because the character is the last thing to die, so the character is always disjointed from the unit unless it... Yeah, it's it's always weird because... Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's avoid looking at rules for 20 minutes like we did last time, even though <laughs> as far as that was. Quality content. I'm just curious to the point where the character becomes detached from the unit. Is it when the last model dies or the end of the activation that killed the last model. That is big, actually, because if you, if it, if it's the end of the phase or the end of the the pool, the wound pool, so to speak, yeah, um, then this is good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. As it sits right now, um, this is only good in my mind on a talent master. It essentially makes a talent master phase capped, so you can just run it out on a flank turn turn four, get it killed comes back up turn five, you know, gives you the last couple of turns without needing to be bodyguarded or loan loan um, operated or whatever. Yeah, really good. And it will set you back how many points? I just pulled it up. Uh, da, 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 da. It'll set you back 25 points. So not breaking the bank. Um, while you're looking that up, mate, I'll do stub and tenacity. This is uh, to start as model only. While the bearer is leading a unit, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, add one to the hit roll if the bearer's unit is below starting strength, and add one to the wound roll if the bearer's unit is battle shocked. Cute, but not great. Um, plus one to hit if you've lost a model. I have thought about trying to put on um, that same unit of Hellblasters and Stern Guard and those good green wing shooting DACA units. Uh, but as it sits right now, it hasn't quite made the cut. Uh, it will set you back uh, 15 points. You got a so You figured it out? Can you, can you slow roll the Hellblasters? Have one? Because I think that the hazard test is at the end after the unit's shot. So you can't just roll one Hellblaster, kill him, then everyone else gets plus one to hit. Hmm. Hmm. That, that's an int- that is a really interesting sequence. All right, guys, we're going to spend an hour and a half looking at yeah. the rules. All right, see, so the show's Except- over. I'm going Except- <laughs> to. Me and him are going to sit in silence and be like, yeah, check this paragraph. No, nah, it wasn't there. Wasn't there. Keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about stubborn tenacity otherwise? For 15 points, I would rather take Shroud of Heroes. Um, if I'm looking at spending 30 points on an enhancement, it's going to be that one. I don't think I would take stubborn design, stubborn tenacity. If I have access to Shadow Heroes, I'm finding the game is so incredibly killy at the moment, especially for Space Marines. There are so many things that just ice Space Marines really effectively. That um, I wish this said below half strength with plus one to wound instead of Battle Shocked, but because the Battle Shocked thing just uh, is, isn't that controllable. There's no sure. real trigger where you just get desired to be Battle Shocked. Um, I wish there was one of these that was just like once per game, you can just, your unit counts as Battle Shocked, but there's no downsides. Yeah. Um, which I assumed there was going to be after reading how much synergy there is with it. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, well, so yeah. Look. Quick synergy, I guess this is for part two, but do Terminators hit hard in combat, the Dark Angel ones? Because getting plus one to hit in combat is not nothing. They do hit reasonably hard in combat. Um, in fact, like as far as melee units go for Space Marines in general, Terminators are about as good as it gets, kind of, unfortunately, because uh, they're usually they're okay. They're supposed to be, you know, the durability is supposed to be the reason you're bringing them a durability plus power fist. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're actually pretty good. Um, unfortunate thing is the dark angel specific ones, the black wing knights already hit on twos. So uh, not going to uh, help us there, but the, the command squads, which I actually quite like, that would be very, very beneficial there. Cool. Um, uh, quick side note. Hazardous is after the unit uh, has shot. Yeah. So you so, can't just put one hell blaster at a time. But if you died from hazardous, would you hit with plus one? Because the model's dead. Or is it before removing as a model? It would be before you remove it as a, as a casualty. So it wouldn't count as destroyed until after it's shot. Never mind. We're going down a rabbit hole. We'll come yeah, back yeah. to it later. Let's move on. Let's move on. Tell us about the Heavenfall Blade. Heavenfall Blade, a Death's Starless model, only add one to the attacks, strength, and damage characteristics of the bearer's melee weapons. While the bear is battle shocked. Add two to the attacks, strength, and damage characteristics of the bear's melee weapons. Hilarious. You just got to find how to battle shock your own units, guys. <laughs> Dude, you like, got to figure it out. We got to make some ways. Um, I've chucked this on a uh, chaplain on bike so far, and I've been pretty happy with it. Um, I had 20 points left and wanted to try it out, and just a plus one attack, strength, and damage was enough to make it feel not too bad for 20 points. Um, I would leave it at home if I could fit like another unit in the army. But are you finding with a lot of your lists, you've got an awkward amount of points left? Like almost they plan for you to have like 35, 45 points with nothing to do in Marines. 
No, because I won't accept it, and I'll take <laughs> out good units to put in bad units. <laughs> just fill it up. <laughs> Fenrisian wolves. What single for <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I can't just walk up with like 1965. I used to have like an aneurysm every time I was like 1995 or 1997 yeah. with all my little three point lining claws. Love it. I can't, uh, I can't do it. I have to, I have to take a Thunderfire cannon if I need to. I like to make that. It to the efficiency is all that matters, baby. I have to. All right. Here's the last one and probably the best one. Pendant of Remembrance. Uh, Bladeguard Ancient, Primaris Ancient, or Terminator Ancient model only. While the bearer is leading a unit, models in that unit have a six-up feel no pain. Already good enough, I believe. While that unit is battle-shocked, models in that unit have a four-plus feel no pain. Instead. Four-plus. Let me say that again. Four-plus. If only we could freaking battle-shock on, on, uh, like, on command. I know. Dear God. Dear God, it would be so powerful. And that's a feel no pain against mortals... All sorts of damage, everything, Mate, devastating wounds. Like it's, am, it's the real deal. Well, I've been, I've been telling people this to high heaven. Uh, feel no pain is the best save in the game because it's the only save that works against every every source of damage, from psychic attacks to devastating wounds to mortal wounds to to bloody las cannons, bolt guns. Feel no pain is the new invulnerable save because there's so many mortal wounds that ignore the invulns. Feel no pain is the invuln now. So think about it like that. They are so freaking powerful. Um. The only way to, that I know to get auto battle shocked is when you're inside a vehicle that gets exploded. That also that gets destroyed. But if it gets battle, if they get if it gets destroyed in your opponent's enemy turn, you jump out. You're battle shocked. So here mm-hmm. the banner would work for the rest of their shooting phase. That's it. But yep. then into your turn, you're no longer battle shocked. Correct. Well, yeah, exactly. Unless you've lost enough models to it. So theoretically. If you were inside a transport and had this, when you got out, you probably take a couple of mortals, which you get a save against, uh, because you have, you know, if you're no pain, and then you're battle shocked through their t- through the rest of their turn. Now you can extrapolate from this. There's a couple of combos you can make with this. I'm here to tell you right now. I've tried a couple, and I have to wait until part two to figure out if, <laughs> my opinion on them. Oh, uh, I know where you're going. We'll oh, that's there. good. That's gonna be good. It's all pretty. Right, all right, it's all right. it's pretty nice. Anyway, that's the end of the rule section of the Dark Angels. What do you think about the package, my dude? Damn, we've got to figure out how to get Battleshot going. I know, I know. I can't believe there's not a CP that like so, that says is, if you're Battleshot, you can't use strats on the units. Correct. So, like, some of the units give you a buff if someone else is battle-shocked, mm-hmm. but the key units that you want to deliver damage with and you strats on, they can't be battle-shocked. So it's almost like if you... So here's the way I've thought about that, because that has really bothered me. It's just like, okay, so I want to be battle-shocked, but as soon as I'm battle-shocked, I'm blocked from half of my rules, which are my stratagems. Yeah. Except for the one that lets me, you know, if something else is battle-shocked, my unit gets better, which is the first of the stratagems. So I've been thinking about this like this is insurance, these things, that no matter what, my army generates value and does essentially stratagem-like effects even if I'm battle-shocked because I have enhancements that pop off or go to a, another level if they're if I'm battle-shocked and I don't get dropped to OC0. So I've kind of been looking at the enhancements like pseudo-stratagems. Like the stratagems I get to use if I'm battle shocked that already come with a little bit of something. Oh, so, that's, a, that's a good mindset. I, I think you have to, otherwise you go in this weird spiral of, but I can't, I can't, I want to be battle shocked, but I can't use the stuff. But then I, I'm battle shocked, so I get this stuff, but I can't use that stuff. And then this stuff is good, but that stuff is bad, and it's it's rough. <laughs> You'll do your head in, so don't just just enjoy enjoy the ride, take the value where you can get it. Um, all right, the first of the data sheets, my man. Of course, we're gonna do Azrael. Uh, the mad lad with his nice shiny new model and his gun that actually looks like it can work instead of the previous one, which looked like he was going to explode first time he tried to use it. Um, he is a pretty pretty generic um, Primaris captain stat line. He's, you know, toughness four, two up saves, six wounds. Um, I think it's one more than Helbrecht. I think Helbrecht's got five. I think a couple other chapter masters, some are five, some are six. What's Logan? Logan, I don't remember. But, uh, Fair enough. Well, 12 on the sled. 12. So beautiful. Red. Love it. Uh, his ranged weapon is just one profile now. It's essentially a super, well, it's a melter gun, but also a combi, um, a combi gun because it's anti-infantry four plus, but it's got, it's got dev wounds, rapid fire one, two shots. That's eight, three, two. So it's actually quite a good gun. And then he's got the sword of secrets, six attacks hitting on twos at six minus four 
two damage with dev wounds. That Ren 4 I've actually found to be quite juicy. Ren 4 is hard to come by in melee. Um, you want to give us a rundown of his uh, special rules? Sure. So Supreme Grandmaster, while this model is leading a unit, weapons equipped by the models in that unit have sustained hits one. So that applies to himself, it applies to the unit, it applies to shooting, and it applies to combat. Yeah, man. So his six attacks in combat explode, his devastating wound shots explode, and whoever he's with have sustained one. Masterful Tactician, you get at the start of your command phase, you get an extra CP. Very Beautiful. valuable nowadays. I like that a lot. And then the Lion Helm, models in the Bears unit have a four-up invulnerable save. In addition, once per battle, at any time, the bear can summon a watch in the dark when it does until the end of the phase. Models in the bear's unit have a funeral pain of four plus against mortal wounds. As the beautiful man here was saying, a four up funeral pain is your near invulnerable. So now you have a double four up invulnerable. Which is he sweet. is, dude, how many points would you pay for Azriel? 160, 170. He is 120. I just saw, yeah. He's an absolute bargain. I oh man, he's he's bordering the auto take for my list at the moment. He's just so freaking good. Um, yeah, so good. Like so, um, sustained hits. Someone did the math for me and told me it's all it's essentially plus one to hit when it all boils down. As in, like yeah. sustained hits is a pseudo plus one to hit, but also it has more spike attributes. Yeah. Like you can spike far higher, and then you add oath of moment, and essentially it just goes crazy. Um, where this goes nuts is that he gives sustained hits to the unit he's in, and then there's a 1 CP. Should anything be, should anything on the table be battle shot from your side of the army, it'll go, it'll pop off on a 5 plus for sustained hits, and also 5 plus for lethal hits with the same 1 yes. CP strat. Um, I've pulled off that combo once, and I wish I had more things to shoot at, because I overkilled the actual yeah, crap. <laughs> yeah. All the wounding 5 and 6s, exploding 5 and 6s, yeah. with full rerolls, fishing, Incredible math. Incredible. Um, I so next up there is Belial is here, and while I don't think Belial is bad, he's just a bit of a beater. He doesn't quite. Um, it's it's got precision hits. It gets precision to his unit. He's not very expensive. He's a hundred points. He's pretty cheap, and he does he does beat. But I'm gonna over. I'm gonna uh, skip over him because I I don't think he's as good. Because I think you can make just like I think you, if you wanted a Terminator character, you just take a captain. Because I, I'd rather have the free CP. Um, they're pretty much what he's bringing to the table. So, but the next one I would like to talk about is Samael. So Samael can join bikers, outriders. He can join outriders, which is key. He's not primaries, but gets to join outriders for some reason. Black knights and Ravenwood command squads, which is essentially just another fancy unit of black knights. He moves 12. He's got toughness 5 with 3-up armor, 7 wounds, which is a lot for a character these days. He's got OC 2 for some reason, which I've loved. Um, he's got a mastercrafted plasma cannon, which, dude, I'm, I'm starting to... Have you, have you just found anything with Blast D3 to be absolutely busted? Yes. He's got he's got Blast D3, 36-inch, not hazardous, strength 8, AP3, 2 damage. So he's just got D3 plasma gunshots, but he's Blast. So he's shooting at 20 dudes. He's f 5 to 7 shots with this gun. Um, then he's got a twin-linked uh, Stormbolter. Who cares? The Raven Sword is really good. And he's really good in combat. He's got 6 attacks hitting on 2s um, at strength 6, minus 3, 2 damage. But sustained hits 2 on that. So you're likely to get seven to eight hits from this guy, which is quite nice. Um, give us his special rules. Grandmaster of the Ravenwing. While this model is leading a unit, that unit is eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn which it advanced. So that's your heavy doctrine that you didn't have before. Uh, sorry, assault doctrine, the advancing charge. Cut off their escape each time an enemy unit, excluding monsters and vehicles, within a gauge range of this model's unit is selected to fall back, Mons in that enemy unit must take a desperate escape test, and if their unit was battle-shocked, as if their unit was battle-shocked, yeah. when doing so, if that enemy unit is also battle-shocked by other means, subtract one from each of those desperate escape tests. So desperate escape is when you die on a one or two, yep. when you're falling back over enemy models. So this forces you to take those roles, and this applies... To like big units, it's kind of nice, especially with the with the subtracting one. Mm. So one, two, and three kill models. That's pretty good. So you can just like see. I, I kind of just see this as extra damage. 
So, like, when they fall back, uh, they lose a third of their unit. If they're battle shocked, they lose. They can lose up to half their unit, right? It's it's kind of spicy. The but the advance and charge is the money is 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 where I'm at because I've played bikes a bunch and they actually don't feel quick anymore. Especially black knights. A black knight gun used has been assault for as long as I can remember. Um, but now is rapid fire. So you can't advance and shoot it, and our bikes don't auto-advance six. So they only move 12 inches. So letting them advance and shoot and advance and charge, I've found has been a huge activator um, for the list. Correct. Correct, mate. That's how you do it. It's a lot harder to do these days um, because you used to be able to join him to a unit of 10 bikes. And back with the, if he had, if you had this rule in the old days, and like in ninth edition, you could just like almost tag your opponent's whole army with like eleven biker bases. Uh, but as it sits right now, you get seven if you join him to a unit of six bikes. So it's not nothing, but not as good as it could be. I guess we'll we'll see we'll see the combos. We'll see what's in the book. We'll yeah. see if we can do something with him. So he will run you one hundred and forty-five points, and I think he's absolutely worth it if if you're going down that route. Uh, we have Ezekiel up next, who's he's only bad because he can't join any good units. He can only join assault squads, command squads, tactical squads, and vanguard. He's going to join firstborn squads. You can put him in a ten-man tactical squad. You can totally do that. You shouldn't. But <laughs> what's cool against him? Uh, while he's leading unit, the models have uh, four up against uh, psychic attacks. In your shooting phase, you can select one enemy within eighteen, um, and then that unit must take a battle shock test. I wish it said didn't say enemy unit. I wish I could yeah. pick my own stuff and try and battle oh shock it. Come um, on, take it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, while it's leading unit, add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons equipped by models in this unit. While this model is destroyed, each adepted start is unit from, sorry, unit within six of this model must take a battle shock test. So you almost want to go get this guy killed strategically to force like five or six battle shocks. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's cute. But unfortunately, yeah. If he could attach to a Terminator squad, I think he'd be sick. But unfortunately, he can't. Yeah, unfortunately not. Uh, we need to talk about the Talon Master. Do you like Talon Masters, mate? You wish, wish Space Wolves have a tal- could could put two assault cannons and a twin heavy bolter on top of a Fenrisian wolf. <laughs> What's stopping me, man? What exa- you don't exactly? What I can do? Just just do it. What do you what do you talk? What I, you I, I, I hated Talon Masters in Ninth Edition, dude. I just couldn't get to them. It was an obscene, especially when the Terminators were unkillable with a transhuman. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I have a very strong only hate relationship with them. No love. <laughs> Well, they're still pretty potent. They move 16 inches, which is very fast for this day and age. Toughness 7 with 6 wounds, 3 up armor save. Um, I will tell you guys right now something that is a theme here. If anything had Jink, um, if you were, like, essentially the um, the Ravenwing keyword um, used to give you, you know, if you, you played whatever, you got you got Jink. You got a 5-plus invulnerable save against shooting attacks. Yep. All Ravenwing keyed units, if the, if the unit says Ravenwing something, that unit now has a 5-plus invulnerable save all the time, Amazing. which is a dramatic upgrade in that manner, in the durability manner. Um, so they will come with a twin assault cannon. It's not as good as it was before because it doesn't have innate rend. It does have dev doctrine, so you can't have it have 12 shots hitting on twos at rend two. Um with ignores cover. Um, what you do have now, of course, is six shots. They only hit on threes now, which is I've found to be a significant downgrade. Um, but you do you do have a twin heavy bolter and a twin assault cannon. They're just as terrible in combat as they ever was. You can take them with the heaven four blade, and then they'd have six attacks that still only hit on threes, but they'd be strength six, uh, two damage. They, they would not be horrific. Uh, give us the special rules, mate. So Talon Master, uh, when it's within three inches of an Adeptus Astartes mounted or Adeptus Astartes fly vehicle, this model has a lone operative. So that's where they can only be shot if you're within 12. Mounted, I'm guessing, is just bikes. Yeah, essentially. I'm not letting you take Thunderwolf, so uh, that's what <laughs> yeah. And then nowhere to hide. Uh, units mounted and fly vehicles within six of this model. Uh, ignore cover with their ranged weapons. It's big. And then massive maneuver once per turn. When an enemy unit ends a normal advance or fallback move within nine of this model, uh, it can make a normal move of six inches if it's not within engagement range. I, th- I mean, these special rules are phenomenal, and this is kind of what you take it for now. Um, they have lost like two-thirds to three-quarters of their damage output just in their offensive profile. Hitting on threes, I've actually found this to be the one that annoys me the most. I roll on my dice, and then I get like 
three hits, four hits. You know, someone's got minus one to hit. All of a sudden, this thing's hitting on fours. Um, ignores cover and giving ignores cover is the key to this bad boy. If you have relevant units um, and just you're just giving an aura of six up extra rend, because like I said, ignores yeah. cover is just extra rend to me now. Yeah. It's it, like you could not find that on any other data sheet of just an aura of more rend. It's kind of I have, wild. I have a nice little combo for you for part two with this guy. Nice. All right. All right, I'll, I'll wait and see. Um, the lone op is quite is, is quite nice. You know, you can just be within three and not get shot. Um, there is some combos, some cheesy combos with that, which we'll unpack in part two also. But move 16, and, of course, you can put the enhancement on him to make sure he gets up on a two-plus after you kill him. I think it's very, very potent. It's a great combo. And you can still take three. And they do. How, how many points do you think they cost now? 100. 115. All right. I think they're great for 115. If they were still at 160, 170, where we left off in ninth, this would be a dead data sheet to me. They just don't do anything anymore. But as a force multiplier, 115, really good. Uh, uh, moving down past Lazarus, past the Strike Master, who's Strike Master's fine. He's pretty much essentially just a just a lieutenant for Terminators. Not a bad choice. Rave Deathwing Command Squad. Uh, this is these are Deathwing Command Squad and then a Ravenwing Command Squad are very unique packages. So you know you know you got a uh, I guess uh, the Space Marine Command Squad where you get like a an apothecary in the unit, you get an ancient yep. in the unit, you get a champion. Essentially, that is what this is for Terminators, and a Raving One is that is what that is for Blackers. So this yep. comes with a the ability to res a model. Um, uh, in your command phase, you can turn one dead model to the unit. I can tell you right now, this unit can be equipped with plasma cannons, so you can nice. kill yourself and res yourself. There's that. Those tricks are still available to you. Uh, you have the Astartes banner, so you add one to your OC, and then you have the um, the champion who has plus one advance and charge, and you can use heroic intervention for zero CP. So the plus one advance and charge, plus one OC, and resing a model, very good. Can take up to ten in the unit. The um, the champion's actually a bit of a Boss in combat, five attacks at 6-2-2 with precision is not bad at all. Uh, then the rest of them is just your usual take whatever you want. I do like this unit. Um, I think if you're taking it, you're going straight to the 10-man and you're slapping in as many um, as many Thunderhammers and power as, as you like because actually they go to the four wounds, um, yeah. which makes the value from the, uh, the res a lot better. But what do you think of that unit? Tanky. Two up safe, four up invon. We know we have access to a funeral pain with a banner upgrade just tanky difficult unit to move especially uh, with oc3 yes yeah because they got OC, yeah, oc1 and oc2 yeah really really good i think they are see we'll, we'll talk about the we'll talk about so the deathwing terminator squads yeah that's fine whatever i don't think you're going to take those over the command squads the, 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 the points difference is uh 10 points or 20 points for the 10 man so it's 20 more points for worth the, it it absolutely freaking worth it for the inbuilt. Just for dude, I would take that just for the apothecary. The extra twenty Honestly, points. But then it's like with the normal Deathwing Terminators, like you're either all combat or all shooty, right? Like, can you? No, oh no, you can put the plasma cannons. In. Yeah, Deathwing so, Terminators get to mix and match. Um, their bonus is the same as regular Terminators, where they get to ignore the um the hit roll, blister skill modifiers, and stuff like that. Um, and plus one hit against Oath of Moment. Um, I'd much rather, for 20 points, just resing a model, plus one advance and charge. And the extra OC, it's just, it, it, it does matter yeah. at the end of the game, man. Like having two, three models with extra OC can Abs- be a game changer. Absolutely does. Um, Deathwing Knights, tell us about these guys. So, Deathwing Knights, these are the special Dark Angels fancy Terminators. I don't know mm-hmm. the lore, actually. I kind of want to look into the lore. Super so, secret, extra, extra spicy extra spicy extra heretical look at these guys so these guys are four wound terminators because they all come with storm shields so they just have the baked in extra wound in their profile everything else is the exact same they're oc1 their ability is inner circle each time an attack is allocated to a model in this unit minus one damage this is both shooting and combat and remember there's a strat for another minus one damage in combat it's huge. Then we also have the Watch in the Dark ability. So once per battle, at any point, you call the Watch in the Dark, you get a 4 of Finopin against Mortal Wounds. So very spicy. But in combat, you have the Mace of Absolution, which is 3 damage. So it's only Strength 6, AP 1. So the AP kind of worries me a little yeah. bit. It does hit on 2s, which is very consistent. And you also have the Flail with Devastating Wounds, Sustain Hits 1. So it's 5 attacks, hitting on 2s. Strength six, AP two, two damage. So, Norris, what is that? Is that the Unforgiven Knights coming to get you? I don't know. It just sounds like gap. 
he, they, I called him heretical too many times and here to kill the, the space force players. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry about that. Everything. So it's just weird sounds coming ar- around outside of my apartment. No, but yeah, no, so no. four wound terminators, access to a four up field of pain. They hit pretty good in combat. They don't have your chain fist. They don't have your thunder hammers. The devastating wounds is cool, but like output wise in combat, I don't know if they deliver. Have you tried them? I have tried them out once and I have unfortunately found them a little lackluster. It's just a rent. It's seriously, it's the strength and rent. And so the strength of wounding big th- knights on correct. sixes, like it's pfft. even with Oath of Moment, I have found them uh, on Struggle Street against uh, significant targets or durable targets, like wanting yeah. them to kill a, a Questorus knight. It, they're not going to do it with Rand One. Wounding on fires, re-rolling with Rand One, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I've kind of found them to best to be a bit of a mid-board bully to try and push them into the middle and see if you can get your opponent to try and kill them. Um, yeah. They're not cheap either like so they run you how much um so they're 20 30 points more on top of the regular deathwing squad so it's 470 for 10 so they're 47 points a pop um look they're not bad but the meta that they're going to be good for is not right now they need to be they need to be orcs they need to be you know tyranny griblies demons stuff like that um yeah, but like Lastly, stat wise, right? It's like they're they're forty more points more expensive than the command squad if you do the full ten man. Yep, their combat output is not impressive. The Deathwing command squad can probably hold up in combat just like they do, and then the command squad has more tricks. Correct. That, that's pretty much where I'm at. Without the the the, the minus one damage is significant though. As if you add the ancient to this squad for the six up feel no pain, they get durable like at a level that we have it that is almost unseen in this game. Oh, but three point. But but then you play custodies, <laughs> and they can't scratch a custodie in combat, and it's really frustrating. Um, so, but for the thirty points on top of the regular um, five man, you know, um, uh, ter- like Terminator, you get one more attack and one more blizz- one more weapon skill. But everything else is worse. The strength's worse. The range's worse. Like from a power fist, I mean, I'd I'd much rather them just have a power fist. Like completely, yeah. Why are their thunder hammers just just worse anyway? Um, do you want to talk about why the thunder hammers? Is that really what we're gonna do for the next thirty minutes? Because I will talk about what Wolfen. Oh, Wolfen, no, 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 my. But hey, they did it to me, just not as bad as yours. Actually, you still not as bad as yours. Ha, take that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ravenwing Command Squad is up next. I'm a big. I'm actually uh, a fan of this unit. So standard bike. Stat line, movement 12, toughness 5, 3 wounds, 3 up save. OC2, once again, quite nice. Starting at OC2, I think, yeah. is very good. Because uh, you can take a unit of 6, and so they're essentially OC12, so they'll hold it over any 5 battle lines, you know, any 5 troopers, etc. They all come with the uh, Plasma Talon as standard, and I highly suggest you stick with the Plasma Talon. It's now Rapid Fire 1. It used to be Assault. I would much rather it be Assault. Um, a range 18, 2 shots, so 3 shots at 9. CP, you can make it Assault. That is right, my man. You definitely can. Um, 18 inch range, two shots, so three shots here at nine inches at um, 721 or 832 uh, with hazardous. Black Knight Close Combat Weapon has seen a bit of a polarity shift for the longest time in 8th and 9th edition. It was Strength 5, uh, Rend 1, 2 damage. Now it's Strength 5, Rend 2, 1 damage with 3 attacks a pop. This unit is the same as the Command Squad. It comes built in with an Apothecary, the Banner, and the. Um, the champion and the champion here is pretty is, is good again six attacks hitting on twos at five two two for the raven wing uh champion so he's actually you're just chucking in a character who's like essentially a super blade guard into the unit i think he's really quite good um what do you think of the breakdown there so this is bikes that can res have uh OC, essentially oc3 that is oc3 because they got an ancient and um uh one has got the champion plus one advance and charge so plus one advance and charge when you add sammy into the unit is really, really good. Because now you get to advance and charge, yeah. But now you're spending 290 points for the six-man squad. Correct. Then you're spending... 145. 145, right? So, mm-hmm. like, now you're, like, 435 points just for this combo. On yeah, a unit that's, they don't have that much damage output, and they don't move that fast. Correct. There's not advanced six, and they don't shoot that hard either. I'm not. I don't see it. I... 100% agree, man. But when we get to part two, we need to make the Ravenwing list. Something's got to go in it. So, so here we are. Go in. 
<laughs> Someone's got to be it. But yeah, I actually have found the next squad to be a little bit more exciting. So tell us about the Ravenwing Black Knights. Uh, mostly, I mean, everything else, every, pretty much everything about the stats and the weapons is the yeah, same. Yeah. Tell us about their, yeah. their ability. We have a special ability called Knights of Caliban. Each time this unit is selected to fight, if it made a charge move this turn until the end of the phase, melee weapons equipped by these models in the unit have anti-monster 4+. An anti-vehicle four plus, which is amazing, given the fact that you have low strength on a lot of your data sheets. Correct. Um, what I love about this is that uh, couple this with Oath of Moment, and I actually aren't crap in combat because you're going with eighteen attacks that are going to be wounding on fours, re-rolling if you've got Oath, and they actually surprisingly kill light vehicles pretty well. And for two hundred thirty points for the eighteen attacks hitting on threes with re-rolls and anti-monster four plus and anti-vehicle four plus. As little skirmish unit, I can see it. Yeah, 230 points for the little skirmish unit feels a bit rough, but that is kind of where they're at. Now, I will say I, I, I do I do like this unit, but what I don't understand, and I've, we've, we've scratched our heads at this for a while, their pricing convention, yeah? So a Deathwing Terminator squad, you pay, what did we say? It's 10 more points, yeah? Or 20 more points for the 10-man. So it is two more points per model from the Deathwing Terminators to the Deathwing Command. It is 290 for the command squad, or it is 230. So 60 more points, and these are only six models difference. These are only models of six. There's 60 points difference between the six Black Knights and the six uh, Ravenwing command squad. That's significant. That's 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 a lot. I don't know why that is, and <laughs> we can spend hours trying to figure out why GW does the things they do. But it's enough that it hurts. It hurts the options. Like if this was only thirty points difference, sure. But it's double that. It's sixty points. So take them if you want. Uh, but they're they're hurting my calm a little bit um, because I want to take the command squad, but a bit rough. Um, all right. The so not saying I have it, and not saying I won't because I I will because I'm just like that. <laughs> uh, we have the dark shroud. We're going to skip the dark shroud because I think it's fine. Everyone knows what it does. It gives an aura of cover and stealth. We don't need to explain what that does. Yeah. That's what it does. Um, the ra- the land speed of vengeance uh, moves fourteen, toughness eight, ten wounds, three plus save, five plus involve. Of course, um, comes with the salt cannon or heavy bolter. You know what those are. But the plasma storm battery is blast d six plus one twin linked. Um, it's either three two two, which is good, which is good, or it's nine three three, which is very attractive. That one has hazardous. Um, tell us about the special rule though, because this is super spice. Now it gets fun because there's a couple units in the Marine Codex that you can uh, you can uh, combo a little bit here. So Storm of Vengeance, once per turn in your opponent's shooting phase, when a friendly Adeptus Astartes unit within six of this model is destroyed, this model can use this ability. Uh, it cannot use this ability when itself is destroyed. If it does, after the attacking unit has finished making its attacks, this model can shoot as if it were a shooting phase, but when resolving those attacks, it can only target that enemy unit. So it's when your opponent kills one of your friends, you shoot back. Now, I've found this is a bit of a skill check for your opponent. I've played these guys a couple of times, and I've found my some of my opponents have been good enough to dodge this, um, the shoot back, and I haven't been good enough with them to punish them for, for having to dodge it. Like, I, you know, force them to go where I want them to go for the next turn or whatever by trying to dodge the vengeance shoot back. But... Uh, there is a nice, juicy, skewed list you can do that just has a bunch of stuff that shoots back in your opponent's turn. Yeah. And notice how this it doesn't say... Um, One unit with this ability yeah. can do it. Yeah, yes. Every land speeder vengeance can do yeah. it, baby. Correct. Correct. It's uh, It can be quite spicy to pop off. Um 160 points though is not is not cheap. I, it's probably fair for what you get, but it's definitely not cheap. Um, have you had any luck with any flyers? Like fly, like flying vehicles, fly vehicles or aeroplanes? Aircraft. Zero. Yeah, me too. They have they're... to hover if you want them to be relevant, and then people can snipe vehicles at range. Correct. What a coincidence. We have one that hovers. Let's talk about it. Um, talk. It's the Dark Talon. It's, it was my favorite from the previous. It is haunting a lot of tables for a while because it popped off and did amazing amounts of mortal wounds. This guy is was never durable, and now with everything else going up in toughness significantly, this guy going up in toughness barely in comparison, uh, we will see. Uh, moves the same 20s, toughness 8, 
Only toughness eight on a vehicle. Not, not, don't love it. 11 wounds with a three plus save. Um, it's got two hurricane bolters. So at 12 inches, it's shooting 24 shots that are twin linked now, which is actually better than it was before. Cause it had essentially the same thing, but weren't twin linked. And then it has the rift cannon, which is blast and dev wounds. Um, 18 inch range D three plus one blast. So you're shooting at a, you're shooting at a five man. That's min, uh, three shots up to six, uh, up to, up to five shots. Um, hitting on threes, strength 16, minus four, three damage. But That's one of the strongest, like, strength-wise guns in Marines, right? It is, 100%. I think the only one that's the same is the Repulsive Executioner one. I can't remember if that's 14 or 16. I think the Lancer but, was 14. I don't know about the Executioner. Yeah, that's, that's right. The Lancer's 14. I think the Executioner's one better. I think it's the, the the big brother gun. But that is an extremely attractive gun to me. The blast, the, the, the D3 plus one blast is well, cherry ripe. Um, only tell eight us, inches. Like, you only I ever know. use it once, man. Yeah, that's that's my issue. You, you get one good premium shot with this, and then she's probably dead. But the good thing is, when you do get that premium shot, you have a stasis bomb. Tell us about it. Stasis Bomb, once per battle, after this model ends a normal move. Uh, so if you hover, your move characteristic gets changed to flat 20. Um, if you aren't hovering, you come in, then you get to move wherever you want, basically. Uh, and the pivoting thing applies and that kind of stuff. But basically, um, select an enemy unit that you moved over. That unit suffers D3 mortal wounds, and you must roll 1D6. On a 1, 2, 3, that unit cannot advance or fall back in your opponent's next movement phase. And on a four or six, that unit must remain stationary in your opponent's next movement phase. Now, what's cool is it doesn't say anything about not being within engagement range. So, like, you can fly over a unit, make it stay stationary, charge it, now they can't fall back. Correct. You can do a lot of pinning, a lot of shenanigans. You can bring back a lot of the jank we had in ninth edition with this model. Uh, It ain't cheap, though. It's... uh... 210 points for essentially a really cool gimmick. And you get to use once. Once, essentially. You'll you'll jump in, you'll stasis bomb something, you'll rift cannon something, you'll have a heavy bolt or something else. And then by golly, if you haven't won by the end of that turn, this guy's dead as hell. So (laughs) enjoy it while you got it. I'm still going to run one because I think it's funny. Uh, But I do not think it is good. I want to tell you guys about it because that's a, that is a special rule that I don't think I've seen anywhere else in the game. No, it's it's very rare, and it yeah. might come up as being very powerful in some way. There's um, a lot of like minus two movement abilities yes. with batteries and thunderfire cannons, which are already good against like chaos space marine possessed bombs and terminators and uh, well terminators ignore it, but like necrons. Being able to be like you don't move yeah, for this turn can be really really strong. The question is, do you get to use it? Because a twenty inch move doesn't exactly let you move over a lot of units. No, it's it's not it's not the the 40 to 60 or the 20 to 60 whatever we do we used to have or uh, I think it was 20 to 50 on um these guys. Yeah, right. 50. Last one we need to talk about is uh the the pappy the the lion himself. Um, <laughs> lion of the forest. Apparently L Johnson means of the forest because you know that's exa- that's exactly what we all thought when we read L Johnson. Right? Uh, <laughs> he is move 8 toughness 9. So he's tougher than the plane. Yes. <laughs> uh, two up save, 10 wounds, 4 OC, leadership 5. Uh, he's got a gun, which is essentially either a four-shot better bolt pistol with rend and damage or a two-shot a plasma pistol. It is what it is, uh, without hazardous. He's got fealty, which is his uh, sword. It's got eight eight attacks at 12-4-4 um, four, four with lethal hits. Yikes. Or he's got mm-hmm. 16 attacks at... Six three two uh, with sustained hits. Real. Uh, he is a monster. There is a lot to unpack on this data sheet, but uh, jump through it as quickly as you can. Sure. So let's get the two easy ones out of the way. So Dark Angel's bodyguard, if he's within three inches of an Adeptus Astaris infantry, he gets lone operative. So can only be shot within 12. Handy, because he can't be attached to any units. Not as strong, because people can get within 12 and just blow him off the table. He does have a three-up invulnerable save, which is very strong. And then the Emperor's Shield, each time an attack targets this model, subtract one from the wound roll. So being T9, two-up armor, three-up invon, minus one a wound is no joke. That is hard to shift. In addition, each time a melee attack is allocated to the model, on an unmodified saving throw of a six, 
the attacking unit suffers one mortal wound after it's finished making this attacks. So if people get into combat, you roll some sixes that take some mortals. Because they have you the only way you kill this guy is through volume of attacks. If you put three damage, ten attacks into a three up invon, you're not killing him. No. So you need but, volume of attacks, multi-damage as much as you can. If you roll sixes, you're taking damage. It's so a really cool combo there. I'm kind of convinced he's mostly invincible in combat. Most combat weapons uh, in armies tap out at strength eight. Yeah? Uh, I'm thinking like Chaos Knight, Baby Armor Girls, Combat. Correct. Stuff of that ilk, absolutely. Your, your any weapon in the game wounds are fours at best. Yeah, but then he's minus one to wound. Oh, Canis Rex with his 20 damage thing. <laughs> sure. Um, but it's, so he's toughness nine with minus one to wound. So a Thunder Hammer wounds him on a six. I mean, you're happy to see the six because it's dev wounds, but he, has, you know, his his next ability. I'll I'll jump into it. So in your command phase, you can select one of three things to be active, and of course, you know, these the three things. Um, all the secrets are revealed. This is really janky. Um, once per turn, when your opponent targets a unit from their army with a stratagem, but before that stratagem's effects are resolved, if that unit is in twelve of the lion, you gain a CP. And that enemy enemy must the unit must take a battle shock test. If that test is failed. In addition to that unit being battle-shocked, the stratagem's effects are not resolved. So you can stop people overwatching you with this guy and, and a bunch of other terms and conditions. But this is one of those things that you tell your opponent about and make them dodge him. Uh, it's more than when this will come up because this will only really come up if you know protracted combat. And I don't know if you paid attention to the Lion's data sheet. He ain't going to have many of those. <laughs> nobody's sticking around long um, we have one other thing we didn't mention but I'll un- unpack the rest of these things um, next one's martial exemplar while the friendly attempts to start his unit within 6 of this model each time model that unit makes a melee attack add 1 to the hit roll phenomenal buff unfortunately there's not an amazing amount of units that are going to get mileage out of it terminators being the best one we already told you about one unit of terminators that cannot get plus one to hit because I already hit on twos, uh, unless you're there minus one to hit, so be it. And then the last one is no hiding from the watchers, which is an aura of four up, feel no pain against mortal wounds. And I need to tell you right now, Wraith Knights exist, and therefore this is a good buff. Yes, because it's everyone within six inches, regardless of infantry, regardless of vehicle, mm-hmm. regardless of biker. Correct. looking against mortal wounds, big help in the current struggles of our beloved 10th edition. What do you think about those? I mean, I know of people who are just slapping the line in their Dark Angels list to be just an aura of four up, feel no pain. For the points, that being, you know, just shy of 400, 380 points, that's a lot for just a, for, for, for bringing him because, I mean, you have to turn into combat, man. He, it's he, like with the issues we had with Gilliman before, you pay 450 points for rerolls. Like, yeah. you got to get into combat. Yeah. To get he, your dude, he gives no force multiplication. Well, yeah, he's the lion. Gilliman does, and this guy is a big thing. Like, law-wise, yeah. Yeah, so the the one thing we mentioned before, but this is possibly the biggest thing of his package, is he has fights first. Yes. So you charge him, he hits you first. And you once, once again, re- rewind three minutes, this guy is effed up in combat. He's a juggernaut. Uh, yeah. Terrifying. So my biggest thing is like, you don't need any other melee units in your army. You have possibly the best melee bully unit in the game. Right. Just you you know, in this, if someone rushes you, you rush them. You're like, <laughs> you're well, going to be okay with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't charge me, baby. Uh, he's, he's very good, but I feel like he needs the right list. And I'm still trying to figure out what that is. Maybe you can well, help me. We're going to have to build it right we're, now. We're, we're going to have to, mate. Because that's yes, the sir. end of the show. That's you know that's all that that's all that's in here, mate. There's some other stuff Those in here. lists. Well, we did like actually do like most of the data sheets in this book. We skipped over we a did couple all of them. That was that was long. We we did a lot. There's a couple of characters we missed. One off flyers. Pretty thorough. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this. So at this point, um, I usually ask the the dark the the player of the said faction where they think this faction is in the competitive rankings. Where, where, think, where they, they belong. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put space walls in B? D. D. No, I put them. I put them on bottom of C. Is what I put them. But, and you're gonna put you're gonna put dark angels in D. F. G. <laughs> wherever okay. they belong. All right. Professional cap on. Where do you think they actually are? Oh, professional cap on. Um, I think 
they are below generic Marines because Gladius or kill him with a double oath because it's a shooting edition just feels sure. stronger. Yep. And because this guy's a monster going around terrain, combat being crap. It's difficult to argue the line is better than Gilliman. He's, he's just actually, he's, that is. I hate to say it, he straight up isn't. But Gilliman's yeah. better. Because Gilliman is, is like, yeah. what, 20, 30% worse in combat, but three to four times the buffs. Like, yes. it's, it's, Right now, that's what yeah. matters. You need to yeah. be shooting your opponent off the table, not charging them. And but I think they're just below generic Marines. Very playable, very doable. Mm. There's some cool things you can do with Dark Angels, and you can make some tanky board control, mid-ground bully lists. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I like that, what you just said there, because that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, so, uh, I put them uh, legitimately, and this, we're talking about this from the perspective of taking the uh, the Grim Resolve over the over the Gladys, we're talking about taking this um, index and all of its rules as a package. So, I do, I put them below Death Watch, I put them below Ultras or, you know, Generic Marines. Um, I put them above uh, Blood Angels and Space Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I actually, oh, so that's hard because Templars have a couple of skews. I put them, I put them up below Templars. Yeah, I think below Templars for me. Yeah, for some reasons, um, but that is because I think the Templars specific units are possibly better than the Dark Angel specific units. Like you put Blade Guard and the Primaris Crusader squads, they do some things that are very relevant in the game at the moment. Um, but who knows, actually, I might play a, f- a couple more games and totally backflip on that. Um, I do put these guys below GSC. I put them kind of around who about below GSC. Eldar is it? Eldar's the only one that blows. I mean, <laughs> not even, man. Like I've seen Eldar lose to GSC. So that's like, fair. that's fair. Um, so yeah, right now my, my top four is like Eldar, GSC, um, sp- best space range, which I think right now is either Gilliman or Death Watch. Um, yeah. Gilliman led or Death Watch. And then you can argue there are, is T Suns, um, Necrons, or a version of Knights somewhere around there. And then I think these guys are just below those. Like yeah. aroundabouts, Necrons, aroundabouts, Knights, possibly just below those guys. Um, yeah. But on that note, man, we will wrap this up. We'll go over and record part two. Thank you very much again for joining us, my man. You are such a Absolutely. generous, generous spirit. And I can't wait be, to be uh, having a drink with you in Mechelen in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. <laughs> As terrifying as it is to think we're like, what, five weeks? <laughs> Yikes. We're, we're a week away from uh, Rules Lock, and we rules still lock. Yeah, and then, well, week, then a week after that's list subs, yeah? Uh, 23rd is list subs. Yeah, oh, 23rd. Oh, cool, cool. We still got, we still got like, jeez. We'll have two weeks. After we know what rules we're playing with, we have two weeks to learn the game and build lists. Yikes. Do not envy it, mate. I just get to rock up and talk about it. Cannot wait. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are getting excited for the WTC as well. Hopefully you're excited to jump on and follow and track this mad lad as his journeys through it. And uh, hopefully you'll join us over on part two also. Hi, mate. You're an absolute gent. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.